Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Tiki Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Westcott. Episode 45 Teaching Photography starts now. and welcome to this week's episode of the 10 Minute Tiki. I am away at the Interface Magazine Expo conferences this week in Taupo and Auckland. So if you are hanging around at those expos, come and say hi to me. I am on the Digital Circus stand and I'd love to have a corridor and say hello and meet some faces. Um, and I'm doing a presentation on my top five digital tools to engage students and streamline workflow for teachers. So come along to that if you are in Taupo or Auckland. So this week I'm going to be talking about teaching photography. Teaching photography, it's actually one of my favorite things to do because it's sort of, I mean kids can point and shoot but actually when you teach them some skills which I'm going to run through, um, they create some really really cool stuff and we live in quite a photo documented world and um, it's kind of empowering to put the kids in the driver's seat when it comes to taking good photos. So let's go through some of the uh, explicit points that I teach when teaching photography. First thing I do is ask why. Why do we take take photographies? Why do we take photos? And really we take photos um, to have an impact on the person that's looking at the photos. The main kind of reasons is to tell a story, um, create an emotion in the person that's reading it or capture emotion, um, document a process or highlight a subject. So in the terms of like marketing or something like that or portrait sessions. So those are the first things I talk through is why do we even take photos? What are we trying to achieve when we take photos? And then I look at three key things to do when taking a photo. So the first thing is the rule of thirds. If you haven't heard of the rule of thirds, Google it (laughs) um, and and click on images and you'll see all of the rule of thirds stuff come on up. Um, And and that's like sort of the first thing to teach kids is sort of that golden ratio of of the thirds in a photo. And that dramatically changes photos (laughs) just from the right set. And then the next thing I talk about is angles. So I've got a little uh, list of about... uh, 15 different kinds of angles and they all represent different kinds of things. So you've got something like the close-up which shows emotion. You've got the extreme close-up which might show like a tear or a bead of sweat. You've got the -the over-the-shoulder shot which highlights whatever the person holding something is looking at. Um, You've got the high angle which makes your subject look smaller and less powerful. You've got the low angle where we're looking up at someone making them more powerful or domineering. You've got the Dutch angle which is like slightly skewed which um, shows the viewer that something's not quite right. You've got your long shots and your establishing shots and your medium shots which highlight some of the background or some of the setting and then you've got um, also depending on uh, whether you then go into film, you've got a steady cam and a panning cam. So a steady cam often is used when the character is moving, and a panning cam is when the character might be staying still, or you're following the character, or 
the character or you're doing an establishing shot which is the set and then an optional thing you could teach is light and shadow which often does make a difference especially when you're teaching little people to not have the sun or to have the sun behind you if you're the camera person because uh, shadows on faces can make it really hard to read expression but then you can also use shadow and light to create effects in the photo as well so what I'll do is I'll put in the show notes a link to my teaching photography google slides which summarizes all of those things and then right at the end of that slide uh slideshow it has a scavenger hunt this is the coolest thing to see kids do so I print it off with little people you might need to scale it back and maybe not do the scavenger hunt but kind of use that as a provocation for taking photos around the classroom um for your year fours upwards the scavenger hunt's been really successful and I've done it with fours to eights and they go out and they've got a little list of angles and a little list of subjects and they've got to go out and take some more photos with that angle of that subject and what comes back is really awesome very cool stuff and kids and it's just about being a keen observer and getting down and taking a photo differently to how you might just point and shoot by far this is easiest to do with ipads hands down i mean you can totally do it with cameras i don't even know if schools have cameras anymore but um by far it's easiest to do with ipads because it's easier to hold, it's easier to use the camera app, it'll stores it, and then you're teaching kids how to use the camera app and you're teaching them where to find those photos. I always get my kids, I get the, here's a little, here's one of my favorite tips. When you, before you send the kids out to do the scavenger hunt or to take some photos, get them to go into the timer app. When they go into the timer app, get them to set it for like 10 minutes and get everyone to press start at the same time. And then what's really cool is like they can go all around the school and then the timer goes off and they know that they have to come back to class you're not constantly out there shouting for little Johnny to come back from the far end of the field <laughs> so um that's my top tip for getting kids back when they're out and about doing photos and then when they come in I get them to go through and delete anything that was not a good photo or was a practice photo or a photo that they're not happy with or whatever it might be and then I get them to pick the one that they really like uh, and then we share them up on the screen or they email them to me or airdrop them to me. Or if you don't have those facilities, I get them to put it on their desk and we do sort of a bus stop walk around where they have a look at everyone's photos. And then a really cool thing, if you can do this, is to collate all those photos and put them on like a pit collage or put them on a use Canva to put them all together and then display them. You can also display to get the kids to post them to Seesaw and explain a little bit about what they learned about photography. All sorts of ways you could share. Highly recommend that sharing piece because what's a photo if, if no one's going to see it? This is a really awesome setup if you're going into like teaching film or using iMovie or doing short movies because uh, it sets them up to create better filming when it comes to those sorts of things. So highly recommend starting with photography if you're going to move on to filming is yeah it just gives them those skills that they need to really make um good films so that's all i've got for you this week as a reminder everything is in the show notes at bit.ly slash ticket and show notes and i will see you next week hope you're having a lovely week and kakite ano.
The 10 Minute Techie podcast is kindly supported by Digital Circus, a Ministry of Education, professional learning and development provider working with schools all over New Zealand, specialising in digital technologies. Find us at www.digitalcircus.org.nz.